You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. This podcast brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code Locked On 20, and you can get 20% off your next order. And it's Monday, which means Eric Hughes is with me talking some TCU baseball. And the good news is we are uh, in better spirits this week. The Frogs took three out of four from this week's action. They rallied after a loss on Friday night to take two out of three from Louisiana. Uh, formerly known as Louisiana Lafayette, but they're still the Ragin' Cajuns. And typically, pretty good baseball program down there. So nice, nice series win for TCU. Uh, but before we get started, Eric, how is your bracket holding up after all these uh, crazy games in the past couple of days of March Madness? Yeah, you know, actually, I'm very fortunate right now. I got uh, all four of my Final Four teams still alive. So I'm still feeling good there. Um uh, you know, didn't don't have any of the the monster upsets like my my new team Oral Roberts University, but you know, I'm still feeling good. Still four four. Yeah, ORU and ACU maybe the two biggest kind of surprises yeah. so far, but a lot of double digit seeds moving on. So uh, crazy couple days in March Madness. Would love if TCU could be a part of that again someday. That'd be a nice a nice someday. Thing. Someday, <laughs> but that's a different discussion for uh, for a different yeah. day. Uh, let's get into some TCU baseball. So the first thing I wanted to ask you about, Eric, was um, they they kind of tinkered with the rotation, and I don't know if this was just Johnny Ray was only going to be available on Sunday because of COVID protocols, or if they just wanted to shuffle some things around. But I kind of like uh, Russell Smith and Austin. Um, Crob going Friday, Saturday, and then Johnny Ray on Sunday. He had his best start of the season uh, coming off that long layoff, which sort of surprised me. But what did you make of, of that line, that uh, kind of rotation they tried out there over this weekend series? Yeah, yeah, it was a it seems like every just about every weekend there's been some sort of change, except maybe the first couple of weekends. Um, but yeah, I you know, I think. Personally, I think I I think Russell Smith is going to end up staying the guy that put pitches on Friday night, even though uh, he wasn't able to to finish off that start like you wanted him to on Friday. But I see him as a guy that that'll be starting Friday night um, in conference play. And I think I personally I think that Johnny Ray will probably move up to um, the Saturday night slot. But I mean, it really it it's not either way. You're you feel good about the three arms that you have. Uh, Austin Crowe looked really good on Saturday. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's something that Schloss is um, just going to gonna try and feel out what feels right and what works and, and keep moving forward with that. Maybe the most encouraging sign uh, this weekend was that Johnny Ray looked sharp. I mean, you know, coming off that layoff, he – went uh, five innings today and gave up one base hit and one walk. And that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So when he's throwing strikes, uh, he's just, he can be overwhelming. And, you know, Eric, the reason I, I kind of like him on Saturday or Sunday is he's got great stuff. And I feel like in a weekend series, especially if you get to Sunday, a team might kind of be like, hey, we got to this, you know, third game. It's the number three starter. 
we can see mm -hmm. off a little bit and he's obviously someone that can uh that just has that like major league level type electric um right. combination of pitches so when he's rocking um this pitching staff becomes a whole different animal and and i think it's it's huge for the team moving forward if all three of those guys are are throwing the ball well and hitting their spots yes yes totally agree you know it's he, he he does seem to be the difference maker because when he's on i mean he's going to be tough to hit he's got mm -hmm. three really good pitches he's got a good fastball good curveball and a nasty changeup that's got a lot of movement on it and so uh, whenever he's whenever he's rolling, he's tough. And you know, I he, even today he still was leaving. I was noticing he still was leaving a little pitch, some pitches a little bit elevated, leaving some stuff up. But he was still able to work through it and and get the job done. Only, I mean, he had a no no through five innings, and so no reason to complain there. So um, yeah, it's a it's definitely a good sign, and you hope that he's able to. You know, he only threw seventy five pitches today, and so uh, you hope that he's able to continue to build up that um that strength again and just keep moving forward you definitely hope so uh an interesting nugget i heard today so i'm listening to the broadcast i was doing some yard work and i'm listening to uh our good buddy chuck lamandola former professor uh, still a professor but he used to teach us when we were in college and um you know he's on kcu doing the game and he said that after friday night which was a, a game where former TCU Horn Frog Spencer Arigetti pitched for Louisiana and was just nails. I mean, he was great. Uh, and some errors and some home runs cost the Frogs. That Slosh called like a closed-door meeting and basically got after the guys about their intensity level or focus. Uh, and then some players, mainly the seniors, also stepped up and, um, you know, encouraged the guys to come out there with a different mentality. And it worked. Obviously, I mean, they outscored Louisiana after that um, opening series loss 18 to five. And, you know, three of those runs for the Cajuns were late in that game on Saturday when it was out of reach. But I want to get your perspective on this because I didn't, you know, I, I stopped playing baseball pretty early in life. And to me, that seems like the sport where it's it's a huge mental game. But the idea of like bringing energy and intensity as opposed to something like football or basketball, which is kind of more, um, I guess, contact and in, in mm -hmm. kind of fast pace. Yeah, yeah, mano a mano. But what do you, you know, is it just a simple refocusing? Whatever it was worked. I'm just kind of hung up on this idea of how, how do you really come out in a baseball game and, and be – uh, intense and how does how does that help you sure yeah I mean I mean part of it is a little bit of a mystery I you know I've I've actually heard stories about Schloss having these types of like you know whatever you want to call it come to Jesus moment and and mm -hmm. he kind of can lay into the team and and it lights a fire under him um you know it, it's Schloss definitely has that that type a personality where he when he gets after you you he motivates you, I think. And so, um, yeah, I mean, he, if, if that's the case here, it seemed to work and, you know, it's, it's honestly, I, I think it's something that's like hard to put your finger on, you know, like it's not necessarily, mm -hmm. like you said, baseball isn't like that go, go, go at all times. Um, and so, but it seems like he was able to, yeah, just get the guys more focused, like in each, I think it's just like each individual at bat, you know, I think, 
baseball is such a long season and it's like each game can be so long and so it's just staying focused like in the moment every single at bat like you hear guys like with the cliche win every pitch and so um I think you know whenever you have that mindset whenever you're able to focus on each individual play each individual individual pitch um yeah it just brings uh brings you to a new level in the game I will say he has embraced like sports psychology. I mean, I can't compare it to all the other programs in the nation, but he does put a big emphasis on the mental side of the game. And this is not a great example, but if you're watching the team on TV, I feel like you'll notice a lot, and it's with every player, of kind of a a reset after every pitch, like a Mm -hmm. deep breath, like they're focusing on something, they're kind of clearing their head. And yep. it, it appears to work. And, I mean, there is a level of, of fight with his teams that mm-hmm. appears different than a lot of other places. Like, I just think they're – it's another cliche, but sort of the never-say-die attitude is, is mm-hmm. prevalent with them. Um, and it's easier to buy into that when you're winning. But they've, they've done that enough through the years that I do think it kind of permeates – through the whole team. Um, so, yeah, TCU gets a nice series win this weekend. We'll come back. We'll talk about some of the individual performances. And I have a fun question for Eric um, about this team and, and kind of who you'd want up in a big situation. Before we do that, though, I want to do mention betonline.ag. I hope you used their service and made some money on college basketball this weekend, made some money on March Madness. But if you didn't, um, it's not too late. There's some games on Monday, like, tonight if you're listening to this on Monday morning or Monday afternoon um, maybe hop in on it now or get your ducks in a row to make some money during the Sweet 16 or Elite 8. BetOnline.ag they have great packages they have you know all the lines all the latest news Um, you're not going to miss anything that's going to hurt your bets. Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports runs it you know it's a fantastic job. BetOnline.ag sign up today start making some money if you sign up with the promo code locked on you can get a 20% sign up bonus. Okay, back here on Lockdown Horn Frogs, Stephen Simcox and Eric Hughes chopping it up about CCU baseball. Um, so before we get into what the week looks like for the team um, coming up, I just want to hit on a few more things from that series. One is, uh, it, it seems like nobody has really been consistent at the plate all year. I guess Philip Sykes kind of falls in that category. You could argue maybe like Zach Humphreys has, but every weekend someone has sort of stepped up and uh, this weekend it was Connor Shepard. Like he was just pounding the ball. He had a three run home run today in the first uh, that got them out to an early lead and, you know, had some huge base hits. Eric, he's another one of those guys. He's been around for a long time. He's played a lot of baseball um, and he's another dude that can, that can drive the ball to the park. So really good weekend from, uh, from Shep. And uh, he was teeing up the ball pretty well over the past few days. Yes, he was. Yeah, it's, I, I used to think of Shepard as kind of that feast or famine type of guy. You know, he he would sometimes, uh, I hate to say it, but sometimes would get on my nerves the, a couple of years ago just because it was, it seemed like it was either a strikeout or a home run. Right. Uh, and man, this year he has really turned a corner and he is, he's just, he, I mean, he even had like a really hard hit ball line drive to left field today. And so he, I think his approach is just different, but he, he really did look, uh, he played really well this weekend. 
So I want to ask you a question and I, I don't have an answer to it, but that's why I wanted to throw it out there and get your opinion. If you want to chime in, you can tweet at me at Simcox Steven or at the show at Locked On TCU. Um, big time situation, you know, whatever it might be, whether it's a two out, you need an RBI or ninth inning, you're down, you need a big hit. Who do you want at the plate? Because I think they have a lot of guys in the lineup that are good and capable and can come through. But who, who's your uh, who's your player that you want to see at the plate in that situation right now? Yeah, man, it's it's. I think the thing that makes this an interesting question is that, you know, we I think we talked about it a few podcasts ago, a few episodes ago, that they don't really have like that dude, you know, that's gonna just, you know, they don't have the Luke and Baker type. They don't have someone that right. is just dominating the middle of the order, and so they have multiple guys that are able to beat you in different ways, and so. That's what makes this a, a good question. I think we we talked about Philip Sykes. He's hitting close to 400. Um, right now, personally, just from the ways that – just the bat that he's having, I'm really liking the way that Zach Humphreys has been swinging the bat. Um, I think he's putting together some really good ABs. And just – man, he's just a guy that when it comes down to it, I just feel like I trust him to see the ball and to – man, he's like – he's going to make something happen, you know. And so I think mm-hmm. I think that's the guy that – as of right now, I'd be rolling with if I could have anybody up at the plate. Man, that's that's good. You, we're on the same wavelength here. You stole mine. I like that. <laughs> um, there were three guys that came to mind for me. And, yeah, you hit it with Sykes. And, and one of the reasons is um, with his speed, I just like his chances to find a way to get on somehow. Mm-hmm. And I don't yep. think he's going to strike out. But he's also driving the ball off the wall it seems like, you know, once a game, which is great. Uh, Gene Wood is having a rough year, like just overall, but he, he seems to come up with big hits. I mean, he had, yep. um, you know, a big two-out triple yesterday that kind of broke things open. Uh, he had a, um, a, a hit against Gonzaga that tied the game and felt like they were going to pull that one out, and unfortunately they didn't, but he, he's just – you know, a gritty guy who knows what he's doing is very experienced, but it's Humphreys for me too. And I think the combination of, you can drive the ball out of the park. He's shown that this year. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, can just get a base knock. And as you said, he's going to have a competitive at bat. Like I, I just feel mm-hmm. confident that he's going to take pitches that need to be taken and wait for his and be patient. And if worse comes to worse, he'll draw a walk. Like he's, um, he's locked in, and it's funny because early in the year, that first series, he really struggled. The whole, I mean, the whole lineup did. But yeah. I started seeing people on Twitter be like, "You, you got to get Curtis Byrne in the lineup. Like, you have to have him <laughs> catching and hitting because of his bat." And I mean, Curtis is a good young player, and I think he'll have a bright future. But I am happy for Zach that. You know, he's kind of proving like, hey, I'm I'm worth it in the middle of the lineup. He's hitting cleanup, which is crazy. Totally. Uh, yep. Given that he was at the start of his career, just like a bottom of the order guy who could kind of be a, a, a platoon catcher. So, um, cool. That's great that we ended up on the same person there. I didn't think that would happen, but but I like that answer. Uh, and yeah, if you want to chime in, you can. We'll we'll take a quick break. We'll come back and sort of preview this upcoming week. Uh, TC will be home for, for a few games, so you can go see Eric in the booth if you'd like to. 
um, and, and let him know how much you appreciate him being on the podcast. Before we do that, though, I do want to talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is the most delicious protein bar on the earth, on planet earth. I said it. I'm, I'm going with it. Uh, I got a shipment the other day of a new flavor that I really love. It's um, churro marshmallow. Yeah, you heard that right. Churro marshmallow. So if you're a marshmallow fan, this is yours. It's sweet. It's delicious. But it's only 180 calories, 6 grams of sugar, 6 grams of fat. So it's good fuel for your body. And don't forget, if you go to BuiltBar.com or the Twitter account, at BuiltBar, they're doing a Built Bar Madness tournament right now. So you can vote on your favorite flavors. And if you're like, Stephen, I don't have a favorite flavor, well, then go to BuiltBar.com and buy some Built Bars today and figure out what your favorite flavor is. Use the promo code LOCKEDON20 and you can get 20% off your next order. I eat it. And yes, I will eat just about anything, but I do think it tastes, I think it tastes good. And other people who have a uh, more choosy palate have agreed with me. So go ahead and make that switch today to Built Bar, BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON20. All right, final segment here on Locked On Horn Frogs. My friend Eric Hughes with me. I, I do want to mention on tomorrow's episode, we'll have a pro day audio extravaganza. So you'll be able to hear from Gary Patterson, Trayvon Merrick, and Garrett Wallow. I'll replay some of their media sessions. I'll take some clips of what I found most interesting. And uh, we'll break down how those guys did at their pro day. And um, we'll take any interesting nuggets and try to flush out anything we can out of Gary's answers, which is always a a fun exercise and futility. Uh, but but let's wrap up here with some uh, TCU baseball talk, and let's look at who they play this week. So Stephen F. Austin on Tuesday, and then a three-game series with everybody's favorite team, the Baylor Bears coming to Fort Worth. Um, and this is a, a homestand after this. They're going to be on the road for a long time. I think it's like an eight-game road trip. So make sure if you want to get out to Lupton and see Eric spin some tunes, uh, and play some drops and make opposing coaches mad. You need to get out there either on Tuesday night against Stephen F. Austin or against Baylor this weekend. And, Eric, you know, one one thing that I, I don't think was answered, um, and it couldn't be because you just didn't have a lot of high-leverage situations to be in on Saturday and Sunday, is I'm not really sure about this bullpen outside of Haley Green again. Yep. You know, yep. Marcelo Perez got some work and um, had some mixed results, but it was a, yep. a nothing burger of a game. Um, so I, I still don't really know who, who's going to come in once you get past some of those middle relievers, but I do think it's helpful that everybody's back and – Chuck King can move into that middle relief and it at least give you some more flexibility there. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You've got, we've talked about it this whole time, Chuck King and Halen Green coming in whenever you need it for however long you need it really. And um, yeah, I mean, like you said, we didn't get any answers this weekend. We still have questions, but I think the starting pitching, I, I think they've kind of rounded into form here. We'll see. They, I mean, they got to play a, a solid Baylor squad this weekend. And, um, you know, they just were down playing against the Longhorns this weekend and lost, lost two out of three there. But um, yeah, they're, I think it's just gonna, just gonna depend on the situation. I think that's how Schloss is going to use it. He's not going to pin him, you know, he's not going to have one guy that he trusts in the ninth inning every time from what I've seen so far. So uh, we shall see how it goes. 
Right, and you mentioned it there. Baylor lost two out of three to Texas at home. Did win big on Sunday, though. And, uh, I mean, this is an important series because it's a um, kind of Big 12 opening series. But also, like, this is this is the sport we should count on in just cleaning Baylor's <laughs> clock. And lately, that hasn't been the case. They've kind of had our number in, in some three-game sets. So it would be nice – to get that back on track, this is a really interesting Baylor team. They go into that Texas series, they'd won 10 straight, but they hadn't really played great competition. Uh, but Jared McKenzie, their leadoff hitter, is hitting over 400 and has power. Uh, Andy Thomas is a good player, Trey Richardson. And they're another team that's kind of figuring out their starting rotation. And I think they've finally kind of settled on who they want to throw out there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, but it'll be a, a good test for the CCU team and we'll get to kind of see them in action. So TCU and Stephen F. Austin on Tuesday night, TCU and Baylor this weekend. As always, thanks to Eric Hughes. We'll be back on next Monday's show, talking TCU baseball, rain, shine, win or lose. Uh, this has been Locked on Horn Frogs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.